it depends on the stage of your kids' lives, what their ages are, and when they're really young, you really do need to just try to keep it really simple because you're still doing the diapers and you're still chasing them around the house. The more you can keep it simple in their shopping, your decorations, and those kind of things, it, the better, I, I would say. Jesus is the reason for the season. But, like Martha, you and I may get distracted with so many things. Hi, my name is David Dennis, and I'm with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us for this week and for next week as we explore the topic of how to keep Christ at the center of this busy season. Today and next week, we have a bit of a different kind of podcast as my wife Carla and our friend Vivian and I discuss this topic of keeping Jesus at the center of what we do. We hope you'll enjoy these two podcasts and be encouraged. I have with me today two lovely guests, my better half, Carla. Hello. And uh, mutual friend, Vivian. Hello. So I really want to thank them for joining me today because uh, I needed some help trying to think about how we can really keep Christ preeminent at this uh, Christmas season. And, you know, in Colossians 1, 15 through 18, Paul says, He, that is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things consist." And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. We often hear the phrase, keeping Christ in Christmas, or Jesus is the reason for the season. But how do we truly keep him preeminent at this time of year? So we just wanted to talk about some ideas that we have on that topic. So first of all, just ask, um, what are some some reasons that you've noted that it's hard to keep our focus on the Lord uh, during this season? What pulls us away from that? I think one of the biggest things is that when we think of Christmas coming, we all have such great high expectations. We have ex- high expectations on gift-giving and gift-getting, I guess, and also just de- decorating the house, um, getting together as a family, and all those things put together together. Uh, we want them to be perfect. We want it to be the best Christmas yet. Hmm. And because of that, I think we run into trouble when there's when we run out of time for things. I would echo that because I I just love to be have everything ready and have everything in place, and I just get busy, busy, busy doing things, 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 and that just takes your mind off of what you're really doing it for. Exactly. Yeah. What what are some ways in that regard, in terms of the busyness and so on, what are some ideas of ways to maybe slow down and and focus on the Lord? I think uh, being able to go to um, different events that, that glorify the Lord, either concerts or um, things at church or even in the community that uh, kind of bring our focus back to that. And just to stop, say, okay, I don't have to do any more projects today. We're going to go as an individual or as a family, and we're going to go and enjoy this concert. And that gets you thinking back about what we're really celebrating. Sure. And I also think that it depends on the stage of your kids' lives, what 
their ages are. And when they're really young, you really do need to just try to keep it really simple um, because you're still doing the diapers and you're still chasing them around the house. The the more you can keep it simple in the in your uh, shopping, your decorations, and those kind of things, it, the better, I, I would say. Is it hard to keep things simple if you have these high anticipations for Christmas? I mean, preparing a fancy meal and all the decorating, and is it hard to kind of focus a little bit, well, narrow it down, keep it simple? It It is, and you have to think about it ahead of time and kind of be intentional, I think, that this year life is different. We have a new baby in the house. Uh, and so I'm not, I'm going to cut out this and this and this. So think ahead of how you can make it a real joyful season in that time of your life. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You have to be intentional about it yeah. because otherwise it just, the ball just starts rolling and you can't, you can't stop it. I think you have, to, like you said before, your expectations have to be realistic and lower you know, as far as how much you're going to do and who you're going to do it with and be okay with saying no to some things that are really good things. But, and I I just had an experience with that this Christmas where it's like, yes, I want to go help buy gifts for the the adoptive family, but it's like, but I'm doing this and this and this. And so I I just can't do everything. So you have to be okay with saying no to things. Exactly. That's just what I was going to say. Say no. (laughs) You have to. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And when you have the family in, and particularly this highly politicized, controversial, people are on various sides of various issues, um, does that, do you see that as taking away from, um, you know, keeping Christ at the center of things when you're all sitting around the table and you, you have different views on things? How do you deal with different views on political situations, but yet keep, um, keep Christ at the center? Any thoughts on how to do that? That's a hard one. I th- I think you have to uh, constantly be in prayer, and even before family events, when you know that people are coming that are going to have differing opinions, to just be in prayer that God would control the conversation. And maybe when those things come up, to just try to steer the conversation away from those instead of feeding the conversation, just somehow change the subject or... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that you don't just go down a path of of escalating tension. Right. Exactly. Right, right. I've heard of families who've even talked about it ahead of time and, and told everybody, maybe in an email or something, you know, these topics are off limits. We're going to, right. We're here to, for a different reason this mm-hmm. time. Right. That's good. So what, what memories do you have uh, growing up? How your families tried to honor the Lord, either uh, growing up as children yourselves or as you established your homes? We always read the Christmas story before we opened presents. We couldn't just go grab presents and start opening them on Christmas morning. We usually had to have breakfast first, too. And then we um, would all sit around, and Dad would read the Christmas story. For me, when our kids were younger, if they were little or if one of them was a baby, they were the baby in the, in the story, and the kids would each be a different character in the story and as that part was read they would act that out so that kept them engaged in it yeah growing up I think our church was the center of our social life basically when our church was open we'd be there for one thing and then at Christmas there was always the the big children's program where my mom would sew me a dress and we'd have a great time singing 
And at the end, we always look forward to eating the brown paper sack with the orange and the apple, orange or apple in it, you know, and nuts. At home, we would, Dad would take out the Bible and we'd read the story together too before before we opened presents and just remind us that that's what why we're here. That the greatest gift that was given to us was Christ. Did you in your church? Did you have a service on Christmas morning? Uh, yes, we did uh, most of the time. I don't know that it was a real long service, mm-hmm. but if it was planned, we went to it, you know, because yeah, it was. Yeah. And and I remember a Christmas morning service as an adult and taking our kids there. They weren't so excited about getting up at six o'clock in the morning, but but that was one of the most meaningful Christmas services was to just be in church celebrating what Christ had done for us and giving the day to him and starting out the day that way. That is neat. Very I, mean, I kind of miss that now. That churches just don't usually do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, was, I, I think I went to your church one time as we were dating for Christmas, and I recall it was a very intimate service, very quiet and just really very meaningful. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, what did you find difficult at Christmas as you raised your children? A positive question would be what um, worked and what was joyful and good? Well, I was going to go from the negative perspective that I, <laughs> I, I'm such a controller and kind of back to the first question really in the, in my busyness, but I wanting everything to be perfect. And uh, even the gifts that we gave to the kids or to each other, to teachers at school, that made it difficult because I wanted to control things. And through the years, God's helped me to let go of those things. But that was, that was made, what made it difficult was just myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I that's part of what makes it challenging. Just that uh, you want things to go right, and I was usually in the kitchen and trying to cook, and I was tired also because I'd been up really early putting in the turkey, of course. And so I think um, just making that Christmas meal when everybody else was thinking about getting in there and getting the gifts, and I was still thinking about what else do I have to do in the kitchen to make this food get on the table. So that was one of the challenges, I guess, uh, just organizing uh, things. In other words, we were trying to be Martha's instead of Mary's. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) right, yes. And we appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So some traditions maybe you've either uh, established in your homes. Uh, uh, Vivian, you're the parent of five adult children at this point, and Carla, a parent of four adult children. And Maybe some traditions that you've established or that maybe you've heard about that help us keep our focus on the Lord. One thing that um, I'll start off with, uh, one of my sisters uh, has done over the years. I've never been at her house when she did this, but she's always said that they didn't put up a Christmas tree, but they built a manger every year. And it would be different every year. They wouldn't save them from year to year, but they would be different. I think one year she told me they were made out of brick. It was made out of bricks, but the kids got involved with that, and then that's what they put their gifts around was around the manger. So that was an interesting way that they did it in in their family. Uh, One of the things we did was everybody gave money toward giving toward a family that needed some help, and um, we would give money or buy gifts for them and take gifts to them. And, you know, it helps when you are not focusing on yourself. You're focusing on someone else and that's what Christmas is all about, too, that we want to give to others and not just get, for sure. I wasn't um, in a church growing up where we celebrated the Advent 
per se. They didn't call it that. I mean, we celebrate Christmas, of course, but they didn't call it Advent, didn't have Advent candles, didn't have Advent readings. And as an adult, when my kids were little, we had that. And I remember making our first Advent wreath candle thing, and it was just something really simple. And they helped us at church do it. We got together. There was a time when families could come and make their own Advent wreath. And uh, that became a very part of our celebration and and doing that. I think uh, Advent calendar where every day they, you can help your kid look at something that about looking forward to Christmas, uh, especially when they're younger. They, they like counting down the days to Christmas. And so if you can help them count down in remembering of the Christmas story with an Advent calendar is real helpful. Yes, that's, um, we did that too, and I just forgot about that, but <laughs> yeah. we did that as well, uh-huh. and that's really a fun thing. Um, and they never let you forget to open that door <laughs> one day. But. Right. I think the whole idea of uh, doing things together as a family or as a church is really meaningful to keep Christ at the center. I remember uh, in the past when we've decorated the church, hanging in the greens and so on, decorating the Christmas tree, years gone by. We don't do that as much anymore in our situation. But, you know, doing that as a group and really just, and then end up singing Christmas carols or something like that is really a good way to keep Christ at the center, I think. Yeah, we've done the Christmas caroling too. And we, being involved with the homeschool choir for many years, we would often have them come over for Christmas or carol with them. And that was one of the highlights. The kids just loved to to get in the cars and and go all over town Mm -hmm. caroling to different people. And then have refreshments at our house afterwards. And it's just a lot of memories in doing that. I think uh, we heard recently of a couple that has soup and carols every Christmas. So they fix some soup, keep it real simple, and then invite friends in sing Christmas carols just as a you know very low-key way to keep, again, keep Christ at the center. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Right. And I think when you can start to focus on what those carols really are saying, because we sung them maybe sung them all our life and you just sing them and you don't really realize what they're saying my dad's favorite one uh, was thou didst leave thy throne it's like i don't remember that one very well but that was his favorite one and when you really listen to the words of it it was about him leaving his throne and coming and is there room in our hearts for to receive him and um, some of them i mean they have real meaningful messages to them right yeah yeah, one of the songs that we, our kids sang growing up was, I can't say it exactly, but it's something about, what should I give to Jesus mm-hmm. this year? And it ends with saying, I will give him my heart. Mm-hmm. And that I think that, just, that sums it up, too. We need to give him ourselves. Thanks, Carla and Vivian, for those helpful reminders and thoughts. You know, sometimes at Christmas, we can be a bit self-focused, can't we? But let's remember, as the song says, to first give the Lord Jesus ourselves. What can we bring to the King? What can you and I specifically do to serve the Lord this season? Maybe reach out to someone who is hurting. Perhaps there's a neighbor who is lonely that you can encourage. I know you won't want to miss next week's podcast as we continue to discuss some helpful ways to put Christ first during this season. You know, this is when we celebrate His birth, and He is the reason for this season. Join me then as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the Navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.